Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about horror, pride, and we have part two of our interview with Majida Birch from The Big Smile Collective. Hello, one and all, to another episode of The Kindness Project. Um, I'm joined by these two blokes to... uh, one is just reading the notes for this recording um, as we go into it. And one took part in the creation of the notes for this recording. And I am eternally grateful. Yes. Sorry, I've been listening to like murder mystery horror podcasts. And a lot of them start that way. And I think. Oh, what ones would you recommend? So, do you want fiction or non fiction? Because I primarily oh. listen to fiction. Non fiction. Okay, I don't have anything for you. Um, oh. Detective is a good murder mystery one. It talks about sort of um, the sort of reasoning behind murders as well. And I think there's, they do an entire episode on crime of passion in the first season. Um, that was really good. But I primarily listen Sorry, to can fiction. Sorry, can I just check? Sorry. Can I just check? <laughs> we are a podcast promoting the good that goes on in the world that's the idea Uh and we started the podcast talking about murder (laughs) just hold on your only interests don't have to be kindness does it no you can have an interest in murder mystery as well as the solving of murder the Execution of I mean, justice. It's a good skill. What if you ever have to solve a murder? <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't happen every day, Russ. To be honest, Peter and Bale I mean, all over again. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, right. This is how this podcast started. Charlotte said, "I've been listening Look, it's to a lot of murder season. podcasts." She went, "What ones do you recommend? The ones that are facts." So Russ doesn't even want fictional murder. He wants real murder. It's spooky um, season. Uh, I broke out some horror really... stuff. You know? Fair enough. So, so Russ, are you, are you a podcast listener? Not at the moment. But I'm, you getting into it? I'm looking into moving into that area, yeah. If you what? want fiction, that's my whole ballpark is fiction podcasts. Go on in. Recommend some fiction podcasts. Uh, podcast for us, shall it? All right. Um, one of the ones that I just I loved uh, was a horror fiction podcast called The Magnus Archives. Um, so good, brilliant. Uh, and it was like psych. Horror. Why is it brilliant? Why is it brilliant? Um, because it sort of like it explored loads of like ideas about fear and the inherent nature. Yeah. Um, but also it just like played on a lot of things that just like are very spooky like the easy manipulation of sort of like our own perceptions yeah just yeah Uh, when you said you played it plays on fears that are inherently spooky what's the most unusual thing that you find spooky no I don't know um I don't know like Faces that don't move, but they still like, like. <sighs> well, like on a picture, you mean, like on a on a painting? No, no, no. Like, um, like masks where people like you know oh. that there's something like 
going on behind lurking him. behind the mask yeah but okay, yeah, sometimes masks are like not so spooky and then sometimes like they can be quite creepy but yeah masks yeah but i think masks are like a horror trope aren't they you know like yeah but i also bit... think that it also applies to like people with very stiff faces <laughs> who's got a stiff face <laughs> Are you, are, you know, like people. Are you talking like, about Russ again? <laughs> in, in in code. I know. No, um, no, no, I was coming up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Russ, Russ, yeah, actually. Like people who wear like really heavy makeup are like. Are you talking about Russ again? <laughs> <laughs> Russ actually has got quite an expressive face. Yeah, um, it's not they told me that they went with the lowest eyeliner. Ah, <laughs> uh, mate, mate. I mean, just bear in mind that. Um, Earlier in the summer, we were in Munich Pride, um, and good times, good times, good, man. T- good times. That I mean, that day was an amazing day, wasn't it? Was a great day. Yeah. Turning up in Munich when we went on our little European train trip, uh, and hitting Munich Pride, and literally having a oh, day yeah. of I'm party. Gonna, I'm going to try and put like a map together and see if I can do like a a tour of Pride in Britain. Um, yes. That that would be that would be good to write about as well, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. I Just mean, like yeah. all your experiences around. Yeah, and, that, and it could be incredibly fun. And like, I just think it would be good. Yeah, right. About well, I mean, writing about the stories of the people. But why restrict it to Britain? Why not do a European project? Whoa, whoa, whoa! We'll start with Britain first. We'll move on when I have some more money saved. Yeah, let I do that. International travel. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm going a bit ambitious. Apparently, I'm paying for your flight coming back uh, for Christmas, Charlotte. Damn. Nobody tell me. Hey, bro. Nobody tell me either. Well, I'm I'm telling you now. You've got to make your own way back up, but I'm (laughs) paying for your flight coming down. I'll just get Um, a coach. It's good. Uh, well, that's what I said. You've got we we know that actually coaches not the greatest night's sleep in the world, but a reliable form I mean, of travel. Especially, all the same. especially not when you get woken up at like three a.m. Um, um, By Polish border control, yeah, uh, as, as as you do. Um, what are they, you know, you know, you know what I'm You'll buy a Dipsy cushion for like forty odd quid, but you won't pay for our flight home. What I'm trying to do, Russ. I'm trying to do this thing, right? Called teaching people life lessons. Uh, uh, now there was an incident last week that I just want to talk about. Wasn't on me. Involving tea bags. Wasn't on me. All right, that's it. explain it from your perspective, Charlotte. Um, I messaged Mum asking where she got her tea bags because I wanted to buy some for myself. Uh, and she was like, oh, in like, as there are Sainsbury's. And I was like, well, I don't know if I've got one of those close by. Um, and she was like, don't worry, I'll send you some. I'll send you a care package. Um, and I was like, no, like, no. Ha ha. That's, I'm thinking she was joking. Um, and then she was like, oh, I, your dad says I'm only allowed to send you one tea bag. Like, right. Okay. So let me just clarify one thing about that story. You are in what what uh, city in the country? Glasgow. Quite a big city, right? Yeah. <laughs> quite sort of like facilities-wise, there's quite a lot. 
Oh of yeah, stuff and I don't. There. I don't need the yeah, tea bags. I've got other tea bags. The trouble with that is the facilities might be there, but they close by. No. What do you consider Actually, close I by? I did find. I did find a Sainsbury's, and I am going to make a trek to it. Um, Would you, well, sorry, hold on, hold on. When you say a trek, how far is it? About twenty minutes. Twenty minutes walk. Oh well, that's not far. Walk. Twenty minutes walk <laughs> is yeah, close by. <laughs> Twenty minutes walk yeah, is close by. Yeah, but about a mile. It's the other direction to where you. Well, no, 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 it doesn't matter what direction it is. Twenty minutes walk in one direction is fine. So yeah, no, you are fine. asking us or asking Mum to send you a box I of tea bags. Her. She was just going to do it on her own volition. Right, and this is what I'm saying. Independent trust, right? This is what I'm saying about independence. And I'm as bad. I'll, like, like literally, I'll I'll do stuff for Charlotte that I want to do with her, like the tour of Europe. So I, I'm as bad. Um, a bit more expensive than a care package uh, um, uh, containing tea bags. But what we're trying to do, Russ, is teach our now adult child lessons of independence. I'm I'm not saying don't do that. Right. And I can't tell you as a parent, I'm not a parent. But but Go on. it's a totally different kettle of fish travelling on to going to get some tea bags twenty minutes away. Now, so now we are still a six hour track. No, it's longer on the coach, but Charlotte will be getting a coach because she'll yeah. learn that lesson. Um, and can I just validate this? I could pay for the coach, Russ. I still might. Um, but I'm trying to teach Charlotte some learned, life lessons. I have learned some lessons. Uh, oh, okay. Do you want to hear some lessons? Oh, yes. Fill the space. Um, you don't need fancy ingredients to make good food. Okay. Oh, yeah, so really what I'm doing um, is buying cheap noodles for uh, like vegetable soup, soup-based vegetables, uh, yep. sweet corn, uh, and like pre-cooked chicken. Chopping all that up, putting it in a pot, and you make yourself like a nice little like a yeah, pot noodle. Yeah, like cheap noodles, but like paprika in there. And yep. a little bit of salt, and you boil it all in the pot together, and it's actually really good. And you put it in the pot, and it lasts you two days. It's going to be on cooking on top this with rust next week. <laughs> yeah, like diced carrot and swede, and then you put sweet potato in there, and they all get soft, and it's nice. And it's um, two, any topping can go with anything. If you want to put that curry sauce with your pasta, no problem. It oh. actually isn't bad. <laughs> you are you are eating like a proper student, like well, experimental. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't got a toaster, <laughs> and I've been craving bagels, but I haven't got a toaster. But so you, I have just curry, you have got curry. You have got curry sauce and pasta, clearly. I've got a toasty maker. Um, it's somewhere. Um, 
Okay. I think it's in the wardrobe. There's a lot of stuff in there that I just haven't unpacked so yet. When 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 we do come up and visit you, Charlotte, I think we might be eating out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you a sample because I can make like three in one go. Oh, I yes. often accidentally make too much. Yeah. And that's what I like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does stand a bit like that time I I did dinner for everybody and and. Basically, it was butter beans on its own. Um, no, but it actually comes out I'm, quite well, and I'm quite proud of myself. I'm surprised that was an omelette. Uh, no, it wasn't an omelette. It wasn't an omelette. I think it was egg involved, but there, there, there was an, an omelette in the in the in the mix. Right, let's get back to the question we were going to ask. I don't want the stuff that's usually perceived as scary. I want the stuff you're scared of, but pe- people go. That's strange that you're scared of that. So what's that for you, Russ? I'm scared of everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> get that. Yeah. You know what? I wake up sometimes in the night and I hear a noise and it'll panic me terrible. Um, I get so paranoid in the evening, in the night when it's Is dark. it more in the night than during the day? No, I'm pretty paranoid in the day. I don't like <laughs> <laughs> and I know any, you know what really bothers me? Any kind of noise that I'm not expecting, yeah. that really panics me. But you live in the countryside, Brad, so that must be all the time. No, not necessarily, because it's quite quiet, yeah? Mm. But because I've got pets, so I've got cats, say they bring in a bring in a mouse, then they're frying it about and they're different noises. You've never seen a cat and what it does to a mouse. Yeah, have you not seen that? So they oh, play the, with the way you the way you did it, how many cats have you got? Uh three. The way you said it, I'm just got this image of them playing tennis in your front more or less. <laughs> front... more in, less. in your front room with this funny, cat. Funny story about a mouse and frying it round. Once uh, Ruby brought one in, <laughs> threw it up in the area, it'd be right in the mush. <laughs> it'd be right Sorry, in the hold, on. hold on. Can we revisit that? <laughs> <laughs> Your cat brought <laughs> in a, a mouse yeah. oh, outside. How did they throw it so hard it smacked so you it. in the face? So they throw them around the room, just playing. How? Them. With their tape. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you can't see the amazing dramatization of a cat throwing a mouse uh, because it's a it's an audio medium and Russell's doing it visually. But just for me and Charlotte, can you do that again, Russ? Yes, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and when it's not the same, I can't remember what it is. So literally, it's. Chucked it, and a dead mouse has smacked you in the face. <laughs> Why have I never heard this story before? Because it was something that happened, and I forgot about it. Because we are... you forgot about a dead mouse hitting you in the bush. Because we're talking about <laughs> the cat. That'd be one of the most scary, memorable things of my life. If we're talking about the, because we're talking about the cats making noise. It's all a pop. How often does it happen so that it's not like remarkable? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I've had regular. What? Well, cats smash a mouse in your face? No, no, that's only ever once. Oh, okay. Russ, I'd, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd keep that story to myself, but it is quite an amusing one, and one that I can't believe you'd forgotten that has actually happened. Well, yeah. What happened then? What happened then? I, I shut her out. Well, the mouse or the cat? Oh. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, okay, let's move on. That is genius. You still haven't answered the question. Oh. And you, I'm not scared of, I don't think I'm scared of much. There's things that I don't... Charlie Big Bananas. No, 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 I'm I'm, I'm not, but I'm not scared. But there is stuff that, no, I'll tell you what my weird one is. and I, I do really love a turkey shave. You know, you guys know that. We talk about turkey shave on the podcast quite yeah. a lot. Um, the flame, when they do the Turkish, I was going to say the Turkish slave. They, when they do the Turkish shave and uh, they, they do this thing where they get the hair out of your ears. And there was once when he actually burnt my ear and since then every time uh, they give me the flame on the ears, I do flinch I thought, a bit. Oh, I thought I'm the... was going to say the barber would take a bench and slit your throat while you're sitting there. No. I, I'm a similar way with straighteners because I had a burn not on my ear. I think it was like round the back, like on the back of my ear. And it was there for ages from the straighteners. Um, that really hurt for ages. What, what's never happened to me, though, Charlotte? I've never been slapped in the face by a rodent. <laughs> um, which this is, good. is why I don't tell you these things. <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, Sophie's come along. Do you want to join us, Sophie? Sure. Yeah. Um, and she's showing me uh, the bruise on her arm. Do you want to tell podcast listeners how you got the bruise on your arm? I fell over. Oh, she fell over. You fell over. <laughs> she fell over. She fell over on a rock. It's very blue. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's just... I put on sideways. And not, I didn't just stop myself from falling like a normal person. <laughs> I fell over like I had no bones in my body. Oh, no. Just no. Like, can, can, we, can we just... Um, can we just explore the conversation we had earlier, which was quite interesting. <laughs> we were out for a day out. We went out walking today. We went out... Uh, we saw cows. We saw cows. We went out. We climbed a castle. They, they, weren't, they weren't, like, in a cage. They were just cows. <laughs> and, then, and then Sophie decided to ask me a question. Um, do you want to share with everybody what question <laughs> you asked? Flat. Yeah, it's the flat one. If you were flat... Would you still be able to live? No. No, but like if your all your organs were still flat. No. <laughs> no, that's what I said. Yeah, no. but how did Flat Stanley live? How did Flat that's Stanley live? It's a fictional live, story. How did Flat Stanley live? It's a fictional story. There is no way for the blood to move around his body or for his heart to pump if he is two D. It's flat blood. Right, apparently there's flat blood as well. But Everything the heart has to physically palpitate, creating the 3D effect. 
I know. You can't be flat. On that note, should we talk about something oh. else? Actually, um, we would love Charlotte as. This is a uh, podcast that's been over to by me and Charlotte for many years. Uh, we want to make sure uh, we want to make sure that uh, Charlotte's got the opportunity to showcase the project she's got going on in her life. So, do you want to talk talk to us a bit about that? Which one? Uh, mug of the week. Let's yes. talk about mug of the week. So I'm running low on mugs, and when I say low on mugs, I think I've got one left i haven't posted do you want to um, do you want to showcase what mug you've got left um well no because i packed it oh, away i did like a deep clean today so all of the mugs are in the kitchen um but yeah i'm looking for some corporate mugs guys i need like i'm just gonna like get some more fun mugs because i had to stop doing corporate mugs because i ran out of corporate mugs so um but yeah like i I'm doing a mug thing. Um, but yeah, uh, Charlotte's underscore mug of the week on Instagram. Go and check me out, I guess. Yeah, can't see the hand motions I'm doing, but they make me feel better about this announcement. <laughs> so mug, of the week, mug of the week on Insta. Um, and then Charlotte's mug of the, underscore mug of the week on Insta. Charlotte's underscore mug of the week on Insta. Uh, and and what's going on at charlottedames.com? Charlottedames.com. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out Thursday, um, there should be an article up today. If not, hit me up on the Twitter because that needs to be done every Thursday. Uh, I haven't decided what the topic is yet. That'll probably get decided when I'm writing it Wednesday. Um, what, 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 what do you think you're going you're gonna to write about? Well, I usually just sort of like listen to things going on and then whatever causes me to have a chain reaction of thoughts sort of um gets taken and i research it um i think the last one i did i can't remember what it was there's a post about it on my twitter from last thursday um so that would be thursday the 6th um so if you're listening to this on the 13th um new one should be coming up today but if you're not listening on the 13th new one should be already up um yeah um, so, yeah Sorry, I'm I'm just on charlottedames.com now, and I unlike Raz, I haven't visited in a while. I need to read a few of these, and yeah, I mean, what what really um uh uh makes me proud is just the diversity of the stuff that you've been writing about. Um, effective sounds, regency, oh, yeah. regency literature, because you're doing that at uni at the minute. Yeah. Electric uh, um vehicles philosophy birthday traditions and my personal favorite and i haven't read it yet toilet paper <laughs> oh the invention of toilet paper but also sort of what they used before toilet paper is in there a little bit like there's i did some research and it was like they a used sponge on a stick minerals <laughs> and rocks um so rocks read the article guys for more information right exactly that's your, that's your teaser what did they use before the invention of toilet um, paper and uh to pull you into reading the one about electric cars um let's just say they started a lot earlier than you think um well, real folks are electric car cars aren't they so yeah and if you backtrack back <laughs> one of the most fun ones to research i think in recent sort of times was the invention of the bus so just backtrack back to that one and it's such a surprising sort of like um yeah just like a 
That's such a good one. One of my favourite ones to research. Bab, okay, the invention of bus. Um, all, all, all good stuff. Well, so, technically omnibuses, but um, yeah, I'm just tangenting now. Fair enough, right. We we are we are going to watch them. Can I also mention the book? Uh, the Kindness Project book is out very soon. Uh, Raz, can you tell everybody where they can um, find out about the book? www.thekindnessproject.co.uk forward slash book. Okay, great stuff. And where can Charlotte people find out a bit more uh, and, and just get in touch and talk? So on Twitter, we're at All Kindness as sort of a podcast. But if you want to follow the old man on Twitter, um, it's Chris Dames, at Chris Dames. If you want to follow me, it's Charlotte J. Dames. Uh, Dames is D-A-E-M-S. Um, um, the Facebook is The Kindness Project. Type it into the search bar, same with Google. And then the website is www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. As Russell just said, the email, if you want to email us directly, is Ola at the kindness project.co.uk. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you want to get in touch with us anywhere else, we will need to create a new medium. Um, if you want to telepathically link with us, you're certainly welcome to try. Um, and I don't know what that requires, but give it a go. Um, and one of us may receive your message. Um, if you're going to telepathically link with us, leave us your contact details so we can get in touch back because I'm not sure either of us is capable of telepathic communication. No, I am. I am. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. What are you getting, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> What's the message, Russ? Uh, no, that's just the caffeine. Yeah, What's right. the message? Yeah. Turn this off. <laughs> 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 right, let's move on to a little bit of kindness. And um, part of the Kindness Project podcast is showcasing <coughs> amazing people doing great stuff in the world. Uh, and the first one that I want to do is, and again, we're getting these from the independent top 100 inspirational people. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Simon Gosling. Simon from Cheltenham launched a nationwide school uniform recycling initiative to help parents cut the cost of having to buy school uniforms. <coughs> Simon recycles outgrown clothes and reduces large amounts of waste going to landfill. Uniformly is a free online marketplace where parents, schools and parents and teachers associations can buy sell, give away and recycle outgrown uniforms direct to other parents. This is such an amazing idea because there are, um, speaking as somebody with uh, two daughters, uh, one who's gone through uh, the uh, education process and one who's currently going, so we're going through like primary and secondary school and then another one who's going through it at the minute, um, uniforms can be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. And actually, I, I imagine that there's so much waste when it comes to uniforms that having this, building this platform where people can swap, share, do what they need to is amazing. Um, 
uh, members from more than 3,800 schools across the UK are now registered, and Simon is working alongside school uniform suppliers and local authorities to improve sustainability, social inclusion, and child poverty prevention. Amazing work building that platform, Simon. Well done. Charlotte, can you tell us a little bit about Luke Brimfield Shaw? Yeah, sure. In 2018, Luke was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, aged just 24. Fast forward to 2020, he set off to cycle from Bristol to Beijing to show what you can achieve when living with cancer. Luke from Bristol completed the 30,000 kilometer cycling through 29 countries and raising more than 125,000 pounds for charity, including Young Lives Versus Cancer. What Luke has achieved is remarkable, says one of the many who nominated him. But the hope he has also given to others is indescribable. Along the way, Luke inspired so many people and had more people living with cancer join him on his tandem bike, and all with a smile. I absolutely love that. That's um, brilliant. Um, <coughs> well done, Luke. And it, it does show what's possible, even in that particular environment of adversity so fantastic to hear let's move on to the interview for the podcast we've got part two of our interview with madge birch from the big smile collective let's listen to it now tell me a little bit about the uh, collective then big smile collective what is it what does it mean what's it designed to do okay so um the initial idea came out of doing something for the community in terms of bringing clothes swaps to Havering and Havering Council were looking for sustainable project ideas so we felt that it was something that we could bring because we have that fashion background and also I used to volunteer at clothes swaps so we knew how to run them efficiently so we've put together an idea which we're working now with New City College in the RD Green campus and every month on a Tuesday first second Tuesday of the month I think Second Tuesday of the month, five till seven, um, we will be there with, at the moment, it's six rails of clothes. Uh, <coughs> it easily expand to more because they have a bigger space that we could expand into, including a catwalk and all sorts of things. So it could be not just a clothes swap, but okay. clothes swap and, you know, makeup. Fashion catwalk, show. Yeah, yeah, all of it, yeah, <laughs> everything. But at the moment, it's um, three pounds and people can come along and swap up to seven items of stock. And it, that could be anything clothes handbags accessories as long as it's in good quality yeah and then and then um effectively they're bringing their own clothes and then just exchanging it for stuff they like just uh, what's the idea for the people coming along is it freshen up their wardrobe you know what what what's the idea of it yeah so the idea is really around textile recycling so there's a massive yes. amount of clothing that goes to landfill so if people bring in things that don't quite fit and then take away something that does, you know, they're, they're reducing the amount of clutter in their homes. They're also making sure that the things that they've given away don't just go in the bin. They've yeah. got a new outfit out of it. There's also workshops there. So we're teaching people skills. So last month it was turn a T-shirt into a, into a shopper with no stitching. This month it's going to be screen printing patches and you, know, you can sew them onto something so people can take them home or we can have thread there and help them to, if they've got like a rip on their clothes to mend things. So it's, it's like teaching skills around repairing clothing and keeping clothing 
in use a lot longer than it would have been. So repurposing things. So obviously we'd like in the long run to have someone there maybe sewing things for people or helping people to combine two outfits into one or sewing classes, all sorts of things that could be run alongside it. But at the moment, it's a venture with Havering Council, um, New City College and ourselves. And the idea being that, yeah, they bring in their own stuff, but there's quite a lot of stock already. And if they didn't find anything they like, they can bring the tokens back the next month when right. there'll be more stock so they're, 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 even if they exchange their clothes and don't go home or something that time they can come back next month and find something so it's a way of cleaning <coughs> out their wardrobe and knowing they can get something back for it rather than just leaving a bag at the charity shop yeah go check do you, do you think fashion has become too disposable I, I would say that some of the quality of the fast fashion items isn't what you would expect from a piece of clothing in terms of like the way we we you know, I, I did tailoring at college and I know how well-made clothes look and a lot of the stuff that comes through isn't well-made and isn't going right. to last more than five to ten washers and isn't going to make someone look good because it doesn't fit them well. So I think yeah. fast fashion has yeah. got a great place when you haven't got any money, but it isn't great for the planet and it also isn't great for the people wearing it necessarily unless they've got an amazing body and, you know, have really pulled it off a lot of the time cheap stuff can end up looking cheap so the nice thing with a swap is someone might have like designer label things sitting around but they don't fit anymore gotcha. so yeah they then sort of release quite good quality things they, they they're, they're welcome to bring things that they're not that bothered about as well because we can always drop things to the charity shop or reuse them or remake them but a lot of the time what people bring in these things that were too good to throw away but yeah. they haven't fitted them for years so sometimes a swap you can get gems i've got loads of outfits that i've had from swaps before that have been like really, really nice outfits, and every time I wear them, someone goes, "Oh, where did you get that?" And I'm like, "From a swap." <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like I think that like we've, I think you know, I, I certainly know that like, sort of I've sort of checked my wardrobes and found stuff that isn't for me now for whatever reason, but I just don't want to waste. Um, so actually donating it or sort of coming along to a to a clothes swap makes perfect sense. Um, and then and then so who turns up? Who what what kind of crowd are you getting the clothes swap? Oh, who, who comes? It's in its early days, so we've had two swaps so far. I feel like two or three. Um, and at the moment, it's mostly people we've invited or people the college have invited or people who sort of heard about it from word of mouth it's definitely yeah. growing we've got three more in the run-up for christmas so what we're hoping is by the end of that if a few people tell a friend then yeah. we'll get you know a sustainable amount of people but at the moment we're making sure that the grant money is covering things like having a workshop so people are learning things we've bought all the equipment so there's rails changing rooms mirrors so it feels like people are having a real shopping experience, not just coming along to a jumble sale and finding things that gotcha. yeah. they're like, well, I don't even want any of that. And a lot of it as well, Chris, is about reimagining a swap for people. So a lot of people kind of go in and go, oh, oh, this isn't what I thought I would see at all. Yeah. And that's part of the purpose of the project is saying, actually, because I mean, oh, me and me and this used to sell vintage in, in Camden Town in the 80s and 90s. It's, well, yeah, no, probably 80s. And it's like, it, you need to have good quality things put out and you need to present them really nicely. And if clothes are put out on lovely wooden hangers on nice rails and there's, you know, people chatting and it's a really nice experience yeah. and you're learning something and there's a drink and there's this and it's 
suddenly it's a whole different experience. And so we, part of the project is re-educating. Not Changing only, the environment, isn't it? Yeah. The people expect. Yeah. That's and interesting. So the students, we're struggling, if I'm brutally honest, we're struggling to get the students engaged. We don't know whether it's because um, getting secondhand clothes is not something that looks attractive to them. We feel that that may be part of the barrier. So there are some students coming, but it's mostly people coming into the college. But we're right. going to experiment with trying to do something during during the college day and trying to get students themselves to get people to maybe come in and have a preview. So that bit will get resolved. But I think there is a problem with younger people in general in terms of the image. Some people do get it and quite like buying vintage. But for most people, it's a bit like, why do I want someone else's dirty shoes? Or, you know, <laughs> what do I want something when someone else has been in it and and that's that is a perception that you have to get around but if, if actually half of the stuff comes in with a label still on it but there's so definitely a market the there's definitely a market for vintage right i mean as you say like sort of camden's full of vintage stores and i remember when probably about a year ago now they did one at york hall in bedroom green that charlotte wanted to go to oh that you know what they're absolutely really rams absolutely packed so there is a market but i suppose it's just finding the local appetite to because I think people are used to going into London, aren't they? That's yeah, the... so at the moment, I guess it's a mix of people who've heard, yeah, as I say, pe people, Havering Changing have brought along a few people. They've got um, something called In the Know Volunteers where people experience things and then tell people about it. So they sent along one of their In the Know Volunteers and some of their steering yeah. group have been along. And the more people within the, within the community, they go, actually, for three quid, I was really pleased. That's what we're yep. kind of hoping. And the three pound is only really was two reasons. One is you probably know this when something's free, people don't always respect it. <laughs> um, and the second one is just that if enough people came and paid three pounds, that would pay for the workshop and pay for yep. the people to yep. staff it. So it's not ever really meant to be a profit making enterprise. And if, if it did make a profit, it would be put back into educating someone to do another oh, swap no, or buying equipment, that. that kind of thing. So I've got mine. I will share it in a minute. What um, what item of clothing from? Uh, so I'm I'm uh, forty five now. So I my the item of clothing that I'm thinking of might have been from the late eighties, early nineties. I can't remember specifically. But what was the item of clothing that you'd like love to have in your wardrobe that you wore twenty, thirty, whatever number of years ago? Lisa's got one. I saw you look at Lisa there. She was like, "Lisa knows already, straight away." No, well, she was. She was saying. She was saying Levi's. So, and, and it is true. I do. I do love a pair of Levi's, and I did, even though it's like for thirty years since I sold a pair. I went to a Levi's shop, and he had them all sized. I'm not going to sound psychic, but they were sized, yeah. and I picked one up off. And I went, "These are going to fit me," and I tried them on, and they were perfect. Amazing. Uh, like you know out of all the shapes but i just i could just see them and know and there is a skill to buying the right pair of levi's so that'd that be is, it'd be a pair of levi's if i had to pick it it'd be like faded um and maybe ripped knees slightly and you know like not the ones where they went a bit silly and started to sew flags on and all that that was like way too far just slightly ripped and sort of pale bros yeah or nick cayman style levi's yeah okay gotcha gotcha now you are showing your age talking about nick cayman and bros <laughs> um uh, uh, what was lisa's did she, i know she doesn't want to jump on but if she's there she might as well tell us 
She's not going to tell us, no? Right. Let me, while Lisa's thinking about it, let me tell you mine, right? Mine is um, I used to have an amazing pair of feeler trainers. Do you remember feeler? Yeah. And they were like, they were pea green. They were like an awful colour, but absolute suede pea green feeler shoes. Um, and if I could get a, I, I probably could if if I looked hard enough, but that would be my bringing those sort of weirdly coloured shoes back would be my uh, my vintage purchase. Uh, now, doing the research for the interview, has Lisa got us, or is she you not telling us? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, doing the research for this interview, I did have a look on the uh, Big Smile Collection. Uh, page on the Brennan Birch website and I know that you've got some values there in terms of sort of the things that you're aiming to for, for the Big Smile Collective to be one of them is about collaborative community and what does that mean practically when you're doing the work you do I think practically it just means for us always reaching out to as many partners as possible in terms of organisations and also as many people within the community as possible so the more the merrier. So is it like yeah. we will never say no. Someone says, oh, do you need any help? It'd always be yes. Even if what yeah. they could only give us is some space or we can put a poster up in a window or whatever. Every little bit of help will make the project a success. Yeah. And likewise, if everybody does a little bit. So we had a meeting um, with the college and also some other waste minimization people and all sorts of interesting ideas around recycling and stuff like that and it's just it's nice to be there as well having those conversations yeah and getting it and, and giving people the chance to get involved in their way right you know that's the that's the big thing because not everybody might want to attend the event but if they can add value and make our communities a, a better place then 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 why not yeah so for example one of the other um one of the ideas will be that for the other campuses they might do collections so even if they're not ready to set up their own swaps yet maybe they would do collections and send stuff over and then the students can get involved in that process or even you know bigger dreams there's a module in within one of the courses which is you know how to run a clothes swap imagine that right. and, and and at the end of it they've they've got the skills to go and set one up like that w that would be a great add-on to a course wouldn't it i love that absolutely love that that's part two of our interview with madge uh look out for part three next week to finish off do you want to do your little uh your little bit at the end charlotte here's the end of another podcast but the end is never truly the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new <coughs> Uh, what are we doing this week? Well, this week I want to talk about somebody who has, and again, we've got the book coming out in November, who has had a positive impact on my life um, through the work that I've done on the podcast and the book. And that lady in particular is a lady called Ruth Hughes. Now, Ruth um, is a positive psychologist. She's somebody, uh, I got introduced to her, um uh through um a friend and uh contact of mine um and when we interviewed ruth charlotte i went to the university of east london where she's an academic to sit down with her for what was meant to be an hour's interview that ended up being two and a half hours long and the reason it was so long was because 
Um, Ruth's insights into the world of positive psychology and how we can be happier individuals and improve our own personal well-being was so insightful. I just couldn't stop listening and asking questions. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. So um, Ruth is featured quite heavily in the Kindness Project book because uh, her insights in terms of how we can be a bit kinder to ourselves, which, you know, I believe that if we're kinder to ourselves, we've got more energy to give to others. So it's about getting that balance right between making sure that we are improving our own mental health and well-being so that we can give more back. Um, Ruth's insights into that are incredible. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything by sharing some of those insights on the podcast. Um, you, you can go back to the interview and we'll make sure we put uh, Ruth's interview in the, in the show notes so you can link back to it. But definitely pick up a copy of the book because talking about being kinder to ourselves and then having the ability to be a lot more kinder to others um, is a passion of mine and a, and a very important for, uh, thing to do. That's it for this week. Have a lovely week and we'll see you next time on the Kindness Project. Bye. Bye.